listening to Season 3, Episode 7. Welcome back to Let's Talk Shop, a small business podcast with uh, me. I'm Therese. Hello. I run a small business called Small Business Collaborative, where I help business owners and founders to start and grow their wholesale. In this episode, I am speaking with Rashida from Rama Publishing. Rashida is really warm and passionate about what she does and about lots of things. And we end up talking about everything from the NHS, writing letters to your MPs, and of course, also her business and what's next for Rama Publishing. I met Rashida probably a a little over a year ago, I would say, when I um, took part in my first ever live in real life workshop at PR Dispatch with Catherine from Future Retail. And Rashida is uh, the first business owner I have on this podcast that has decided to close her online shop and not ship orders during this time. And I thought it was really interesting to hear why she made that decision and what led to it and what she's been doing to keep busy instead. Of course, it's up to every business owner to make the decision that is best for you and your business and your individual situation. So I want to hear lots of different stories of uh, examples of what things people have done in their businesses right now. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. We also talk about... Tom Moore, the ex-military guy who was has been walking up and down his garden to raise money for the NHS charities. I just checked and by now he's raised an incredible £29.5 million, more or less. Just about to reach that, I think. And with the um, gift aid donations on top of that, that is basically 35 million pounds that he's raised by walking around his garden which I think is just incredible and a real testament to what people are caring and how much people want to help right now and the community spirit out there. I've put the link to the Just Giving page in my show notes if you are interested and of course the links are also there for anything else mentioned in the episode. I would love to see where you are tuning in, so please do share over on Instagram. I'm small underscore business underscore collaborative. And if you feel that you have a story you would like to share on the podcast and you want to come on and have a chat, then please do get in touch. You can DM me or you can email me and we can uh, arrange something. I will now head straight into the episode and I hope that you enjoy my talk with Rashida. Hello Rashida, thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop and take for taking the time to be here. Of course, thank you so much for asking me. I love your podcast, Therese, and I love what you do. You're helping a lot of small businesses. Thank you. I love what you do too. So can you share a little bit about what you, it is that you do do? <laughs> Of course, uh, please stop me because I could talk for two hours. I'm very talkative. So <laughs> I, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, right, you believe that. So my name is Rashida Benamar. I'm the founder of Rama Publishing. So it's a stationary business. We're based in London. So our products are quite 
different because I have a law background. So I design one notebook for law students and we have a goal setting planner. So I'm very into a product that actually help in some ways with either your goal settings, your the way you study. So I've always been fascinated by education mixed with stationery. I mean, for me, someone that tells me that stationery is just stationery, we can't be friends. <laughs> no, I love stationery. <laughs> And what, what, so what led you to opening Rama Publishing? What, how, why they career change? That's very, that's very good question. Thank you, Therese. Um, I basically, I have a law background, as I said. After a few years, I realized that really my soul was crushed working for a law firm. You know, I'm, I'm a people person, and I realized very quickly that I was not going to save the world. I'm specialized in family law and human rights. So then when my boss was telling me to press a button to charge people as long as they talked, as a, like I felt, wow, this person is going through a divorce or is going through a hard time and then you have to charge them as long as you know as soon as they speak felt very wrong with my value system and i felt depressed but didn't realize because we repress those things right which yeah. say okay it's probably i'm a princess like come on like don't 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 make your movies you have a good job they pay you you know it's okay it's okay it's okay and after your body tells you no it's not okay anymore there is something deeply wrong so then i start thinking why am i always tired i'm the most hyperactive person you ever meet and i will have naps so that's when my body was telling me that's it you cannot continue in this path so i i quit I quit and I didn't have anything lined up. I was tutoring students. I've always been coaching. So I coached people. So I re and then I decided to move to Melbourne. So we moved to Melbourne with my boyfriend at the time, who now is my husband. And there is something magical when you go 24 hours away from your friends and your family. You become much more courageous, bolder. You know, starting a business, especially if you come from a traditional background, it's really very challenging people around you are going to tell you oh are you mad you've yeah. studied <laughs> so many years you've done the llb and you've done an llm and now you're going to do stationery what is stationery no one no one uses a notebook anymore no one uses a diary anymore i'm like oh my god and then i when i went to melbourne i knew zero people nobody so so why melbourne because my husband is from New Zealand oh. and uh, he, he always loved Melbourne. So he was like, should we try Melbourne? It could be a good idea to live there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a try. Why not? I was like, okay, fair enough. I didn't like my, my career. So I was like, okay, perfect, perfect timing. Mm. And then when I was there, I felt bold enough to start Rama Publishing. I've always been obsessed with stationery. Always, always, always. Since I can remember. Eight years old, my mom gave me a notebook. It felt like Christmas I still have that notebook I literally keep all of my notebooks people don't believe me until I show picture like really you have a notebook since 2000 1998 yes so I I love paper I think it's extremely sacred I think a notebook it's a when, I, I don't know Therese tell me if I'm crazy but when you open a notebook is it not a ceremonial almost it's yeah. a brand new notebook and you're like oh I can't touch it I need something very special I need to do something very special and then you observe it look at it from afar and then you 
finally start writing on it and it feels like a new life is starting and another page it feels like a new chance i might be dramatic but exactly how i feel no, that's why you need a new notebook for any occasion, like or even starting a, a new job, starting yeah. a new semester at school. Exactly. Or even people, I have a friend of mine, she, she was diagnosed with depression or anything. The first thing they tell her is to keep a journal. Yes, or, you can need you a know, new one. Yeah, and it's something sacred that when you take a pen and you write in a notebook, you engage a part of your brain that will never be engaged with a keyboard or a computer. Never. No matter what people tell you. Yes, in this lockdown, people are telling you, oh, thank God for new technology. Mm, I beg to defer. I'm sick and tired of all the Insta life. I'm sorry, I'm going to be controversial. And, and, and all the email, don't bother, please. Like all the emails. Okay, and the irony, I'm sure I'm going to be doing a live. You know, that's my karma. Every time I say something publicly, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And then two weeks later, I'm doing an Insta live with Therese. But, you know, you know <laughs> the idea is nothing will beat a handwritten letter from a loved one, a friend, or anybody. That will never beat an email. Ne- like, you know, an email will never beat that. It's true. I actually, I have some um, cards I ordered the other day that is going to arrive. Spoke to, I guess that will be out soon too. I, I spoke to Kinship and she um, she makes great stationery, well, greeting cards and stuff. Uh, but she also has, she bought a whole bunch of stamps so she can sell her cards and you can buy stamps. So you don't have to leave your house. You know, you can just go to a post box. That's amazing. What's her name? I will Kinship. check her out. It's Kin K I K I N S H I P P E D, I believe. Oh, brilliant. Maybe I follow her already. I don't know. I would have Yeah, check. well, I've ordered some because she was on the podcast and she said she's doing this thing. She she went to a post office in the beginning and she thought, I'm gonna buy a whole bunch of state uh, stamps. Because, like, how can I actually help someone, you know, send a note to someone? Like, don't want to go outside. I sad that I clever. can send them out with, you know, my, my greeting card. So I bought a whole bunch of stamps. So I decided, uh, and cards, obviously, not just that. But I can write a few um, cards to people because I decided that actually I have the time and it is so important. It's so important. You know, when I was a teenager, I think I was uh, sending letters to prisoners in the US in, in death row. I'm laughing, but actually it's probably the best thing I've Did ever done. Few answer back, few answer back. And um, my dad was very encouraging. And my mom as well was like, oh, okay, that's a very good idea. Because at the end of the day, a human being is a human being. And, you know, if you can ease anybody's anxiety or, you know, depression with a handwritten card I thought was a great way to do it absolutely I I mean I had pen, pen pals when I was little yes oh my god the pen pal I had one in America I think she lived in Wisconsin I was 12 and I my English was terrible I was like hello how are you that's it that was the card I live in France and I'm very very happy today oh, that was literally lovely. the card how did you find her <laughs> my teacher ah. so basically my english teacher in france they will try to connect you with people from america or england to improve your english and she became my pen pal but i sent her two cards and she never replied oh, no. i was devastated <laughs> <laughs> well i found them like i remember you know like 
can I like um, comic magazines? Like I had a pony one or like a horsey one that I subscribed to. And I think I responded to one of those like personal, uh, you know, they had a pen pal section where, you wow. know, like people that were looking for a pen pal <laughs> would post an but ad almost and then someone would reply. But that's so. Do you think this is gone? Do, do you think, you see, that's really sad because at the end of the day, the human connection cannot be replaced by you know new technology and oh god fair enough you know with zoom and I everything mean, we're talking Skype, right I'm now so. i can't see right yeah 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 that's why it's very hard not to be hypocr hip uh, hypocrite but it's really i don't know how to explain we are craving hugs right now i'm oh, sure a lot yes. of people listening to this <laughs> podcast will be uh, we agree with me like i miss touching my friends you know, hands when we talk or arms when we talk or even my mom. It's I read an amazing article, actually. I need to find it so then you can link it. So basically, there is this psychologist who said that when you go on FaceTime or on Zoom, you get a withdrawal because your brain is tricking you that you're with that person. So then when you switch off the computer, you actually realize the person was not with you. So then you feel even a bit down. And it's true. Every time I'm on, on the phone with my mom or, or through Skype or WhatsApp, I'm an old fashioned. I don't have Apple. I have Android. So WhatsApp call, I feel always down when the phone you know, when we hang up. And then, so I found the article, I was like, that's fascinating. So not literally nothing beats the real life, you know, connections. No, I, I spoke to someone else uh, about this and I was like, when, when we get out of this lockdown, I hate the word lockdown, by the way, I, I keep saying this on this podcast. I think it's a stupid word. It, it doesn't, yes. And we all use it, but I feel even the claustrophobic yeah, using it. I mean, it. it is, it's, why do we have to call it something so depressing but I digress but we spoke about hugs and I was like I'm going to be hugging everyone and I'm going to give everyone proper hugs like long hugs massive oh actually to be honest Therese I'm quite a hypochondriac so I might wait a bit to give up oh no no I will <laughs> definitely like, wait you know, if, <laughs> imagine imagine my husband was telling me you know they're going to leave the lockdown uh, how are you going to feel about that I'm like I'm still going to social distance man I'm going to be walking two meters from people I'm going to not shake hands in fact on my insta story end of end of February I put guys I I want to stop shaking hands two options am I crazy or am I right a lot of people say I was crazy uh who is laughing now I stopped shaking hands way back my friends <laughs> I'm the trend you were a trendsetter <laughs> I was I was so talking about your business again what what are you doing for your business now how did you because we all made different decisions for our business what decisions have you made I, I want to be upfront. I'm going to be completely honest. And I want to make sure that people don't misconstrue what I'm going to say. Every single person that starts their own business have their own set of values and the way they do things and the way they operate, mm -hmm. right? And we're all different. The found all the founders are different. For me, as a person, as you hear, I I'm quite anxious. And I was like, I'm not going to go and add, you know, a lot of um orders to my local post office i just couldn't think of a way around it because our product compact with boxes and so it's not just a card you can use the red box yeah. so i was i was really struggling because i'm like 
we had customer were like, oh, I really want to buy this daily review the, because we, we have a new color, the pink yes. one. And I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, and it's not me judging people that do it because my very good friend, Emily from Dudomu, you know, yeah, yeah. Emily, shout out, Emily. You better listen to this podcast. Oh, she was so on she, it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. So Emily is still um, fulfilling orders and she has a complete good point. She was like, people stuck at home wants to have a diary, wants to have a good print. It's true. But me, Rashida, as a person, I feel so scared that I might have it and give it to someone if I go to the post office or if I'm sending someone to the post office. It's just me and my own thoughts. And I would rather wait until the lockdown is lifted to start shipping again. But everything is, you know, can be reviewed maybe in one month when they feel that the peak is gone and, you know, everything is a bit more stable, we might reopen the shop again. So, but having said that, I'm someone who has other income stream. So it's very easy to say that if it's only, you know, if you have other income stream, because I'm also a coach, I'm also a speaker, I do consultancy behind the scenes, right? So it's terrible if you if you rely solely on one income and, you know, and this happens. So I will love to uh, encourage other people to continue, you know, selling as long as they're safe, they wash their hands, you know, they pack their order in a very safe manner. I think anyone do what works for them. And if you're a single mother and have a business, and you rely solely on this business because if you're a single mother and you have a business, it's a very flexible way to manage the two. Of course, you need to keep going. But for us, I was like, I can't. I, I'm so anxious about the whole thing. I don't even have the peps. It sounds otherwise because I talk so fast and so loud. But I do not have the energy to sell at the moment. I'm just too anxious. Yeah, but I think that you know this is where everyone has to make their own decisions and think about yes. what is right for them and their business because we're all so different. And we, you know, I think that it's maybe easier to make that decision if you have other income streams because I'm sure there's lots of people. Exactly. They feel they couldn't you know? make their choice. They just have exactly. Going. I can't stand people that go online and say, guys, do this, do that, but then they don't disclose that they have a multi-million pound house and you know a multi-million pound uh, fund, a, a trust fund, and then they tell people what to do. No, you do what works for you, what's good for you. And I love seeing some key businesses pivoting. I've seen, I've read story about businesses that use their van now to deliver food to vulnerable people, that's brilliant. As a stationary business, we, there is not so much room to pivot. That's why, you know, what am I going to do? Start being a delivery man? I barely know how to drive. <laughs> like, uh, we don't need more death. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Rashida, stay at home. Thank you very much, you know. Add anxiety to that too. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Right? Please. So what are you doing then? Are you still like keeping up on your Instagram like what are you still kind of doing stuff for your business for like the future like planning products absolutely thank you for these questions that's the thing the shop is closed for now you know until the lockdown is lifted but hopefully in one month or two months we open again but the work doesn't stop behind the Mm. scene I'm thinking of new product I'm strategizing with how we're gonna you know launch the pink daily review I wrote an article for Yahoo Finance on how to work from home with tips so I do a lot of things like that and I love connecting with our followers for me they're not followers I know most of their names you know so it's just 
like a, a story to to cheer them up or to be a bit political i i try to reduce that i use that on my personal account because i'm really political and i don't want to burden people because you don't go on instagram to listen to a crazy french girl ranting about the government you go on instagram to cheer yourself up to learn a new recipe to see a beautiful notebook to see i love instagram who have like a lot of colors right yeah it's 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 uh, lift you up so we're constantly in contact with our customer we have text messages i'm i want to say Therese, my mind is blown by all the kindness of people out there you have no idea how many dms we received to tell us guys how can we help you even like oof i have goosebumps just talking about this imagine someone in their house probably going through a very hard time themselves with no idea about how they're going to get an income maybe the next month, texting me how they can help me. My mind was blown, absolutely yeah. blown away. So I'm ready when we open the shop and that's exclusive for Terrace podcast. We're going to give a lot of gift for people that texted me. I'm that type. I keep a notebook with the people that I like and also a notebook that people I don't like. You also <laughs> do like to give things away. <laughs> I do like gifting. That's true. It's probably my star sign. I'm a cancer. We love giving gifts to people we care about. I mean, it's amazing. It's great when you have, you know, a business and you can make those choices because, you know, you have it. Exactly. Exactly. For me, I was thinking, I didn't start this. Of course, it's not a charity, right? It's still a business. But if you have to make it work and it's very challenging because if you want to make money or if you want to be rich, then you don't choose stationery. You really have to be passionate about paper, stationery, product like that. Otherwise, it's not an industry where you can make millions. Our margin are not that big. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's really the connection, the community you build. And we're working on a few ideas, very exciting times, you know, ahead to how to find the community together because I'm a people person. I love our customer. I love our community and I want to make more events maybe in the future, you know, or if we can't do it live, maybe online where we can discuss our love of books, of stationery. Because I discover when you are surrounded by people that think differently and then can exchange ideas that's when you grow the most so i want to make sure that if i have let's say one day a book club or or an event that i pick people that completely disagree with me. oh this is what i love because like when you when i asked you to be on the podcast you said only if i can be completely honest <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's great because you know that's what we need more of yes everyone is so politically correct like for example i see a lot of posts you know about oh, uh, we should help each other. But when I go to members club, for example, or even working space where like they say women empowerment, you go to those places and people look at you from your head till your toes, no smile, no hello. And then those same people who go on Instagram and say, guys, we're helping each other in this tough time. You kidding me? I thank God my husband is from New Zealand. He's stopping me from answering all of them publicly saying, really? You saw me, you turn your head. Please give me a break about this hypocrisy. I'm a hyper, hypocrite as well. But you know, sometimes I find this world a bit fake sometimes. You know, don't say it if you don't mean it. It's not really being a hypocrite though. It's just that sometimes you say things like, oh, it's so annoying. Like it's too many lives going on on Instagram. But like, then you have something to say and you decide to do a live. It's not necessarily 
being a hypocrite. When you said it, you really yes, thought and to that. The, to be honest, for me, the best lives... We can change our mind. Yeah, the best lives for me is the, the lives where people have a plan about what they want to discuss. For example, I am not interested in conversation. Like, for example, on live. A podcast, yes, because I can listen to it you know, whilst I do my dishes, whilst I clean in the bathtub, anywhere, right? So the live, I'm like, okay, I love one live, actually, um, Lucy Werner, she's a PR girl. She's amazing. Okay. You should check her out, Lucy Werner. And her lives are very good. It's basically educational, positive. She tells you tips on how to promote your business in this tough time. So for the audience, they should check her out. She's really good. Oh, so, yeah. you know, there are so many good lives, right? It's just like I felt overwhelmed, you see, because when you have lives, you have the red button flashing right so i'm like red is like uh, you know it gives me anxiety so i'm like i i i think that's one thing that i've been struggling with and what why can i really enjoying this there was so much information overload and i know i contributed to it too. all of us i send a newsletter every week so all of us you know so that's why when we say things like that people need to take it with a pinch of salt because we all do yeah it. and then i decide to do like extra podcast episodes but the reason why i feel like the podcast episodes was the right thing is because like you said you can listen to it in the background yes you can do it while you're doing the washing up or whatever it is is not intrusive is not as intrusive you know like a podcast yeah and i i thought i really love hearing what others are doing during this time yes i just find it really hard to digest it because there's so much out there and you know and and i get that people are very stressed i'm stressed myself uh, and but when you're stressed I will never forget the best advice my supervisor at uni when I did my master told me. He said, when you're stressed and when you're panicking, that's when you take your worst decision. So sometimes it, it really pays off to take a step back and think clearly and strategically on what is your next move. I almost feel that people panicked about, oh my God, my customers are going to forget about me. I need to put a lot of content out there. I need to do hundred lives, but that's, could backfire because you're, it doesn't mean, I was talking with a friend, it doesn't mean that you're at home, that you have more time. And it doesn't mean that you're at home, that you are accessible. You know, that's what we were talking about with my friend. And we're like, you still have to do work. I still write articles. I still do consulting. consulting. I still do things behind the scene. So that's what people need to realize. And your customer Time to time, if you connect with them in a meaningful way with a newsletter or something less intrusive, right? A podcast or some content that will help them in some way, it's much more powerful, I think. You know, they don't need to, it's like my mom, I love her to death. I don't need to hear from her every day and she's still yeah. in my heart. And yeah. that's what I feel sometimes with our customer. They didn't forget about Rama, they didn't forget about us, you know? But they don't, and it's not me putting thousands of things out there. And it would be fake. I'm anxious. I'm scared for the future. I'm scared for the world. I'm scared for my parents that living in France. You know, my mom is 68. My dad is 77. You know, I'm, I'm scared for all of those things. So I don't feel like um, overloading people with the more information, you know, just for the sake of it. Yeah, I think this week I started sewing. Um, like I signed up on a Facebook group to like sew headbands and scrub bags and stuff. Yeah, and it's actually giving me some purpose back because I, I, I think 
I felt that I don't want to be overloading and adding and adding and like the podcast is different I feel so, 100% please keep doing your podcast I love podcasts in <laughs> fact for people listening I really really recommend another podcast uh, it's uh, maybe they know her already she's so famous how to fail she did two extra episodes um there are yeah. specials and one is with Alain de Botton is amazing genius is a philosopher is the founder of school of life and another one oh. and another episode with Mo Godat is amazing that guy he wrote an amazing book um about how to find your happy and he used to work for google uh, he was an executive lost his child you know he was 17 i think or 18 and his wisdom is so inspirational it really will make a difference so if you have oh, if you're looking for ideas you really need to listen to those two episodes and basically alain de botton say if you don't feel insane in these insane times you are insane <laughs> so it's okay yeah. we're all crazy that's great yeah. you know that's okay it's justified um, you know it is it is in terms of your stockists and stuff like that what have you been in touch with them have you spoken to them not to, not really to be honest with you i was uh, time to time i might like a post here and there we received some emails because they reordered um the daily review planner some of them right but not really i don't push myself that hard and and it's the first time in my life because I'm a workaholic. I'm like, well, it's okay to just chill a little bit because it's a crazy, crazy time. It's mm. not, I don't even feel like when I send an email to someone about work, I feel even weird about it. I feel maybe that person is, has lost someone in this. I don't know how to explain. My friends think I'm a bit too much and I need to live my life. I do live my life. I enjoy my life, but I think it's, it's such a weird time and I need time to readjust and to rethink how I do things because the saddest thing that can ever happen is for us to go back to normal. What was normal was what was fucked. Sorry, should I swear? Sorry, I, I'm swearing. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, you yeah. can swear. It's, a, like, it's not TV. <laughs> you know, like you see, the thing is you should not, we should not want to go back to before. You know, it's like yeah, clap for I the carrot, clap like for the wake up call. It's, if we don't wake up after this, then I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Yeah. I mean, people say clap for the carrot. I clapped, I cried, I clapped, I cried. But then I say, hang on a second. Where is the demonstration when all this is over? There's a French in me. And then my English mm. friend said, Rashida, we don't do this here. We might send a letter to our MP. We might campaign. I was like, yeah, but we need to do something. I'm just torturing myself of thinking how could we go back to paying our nurses six like 24,000 pounds is a starting salary for a nurse and 45,000 is a starting salary for a junior banker we pay people working at Tesco nine pounds if you work at maybe Marcus Spencer you get 11 pound 50 I've checked all of this how could we how could we go back to allowing this afterwards yeah this is what I'm thinking at the moment so i'm not into uh stationery as much <laughs> this time i think no i think we all gone through like uh, i i went through the phase of consuming more news than usual and then that depressed me too much so then i had to take a break from it yeah 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 please take a break highlights. please take but a like, break it, it is true like things has to change i think that there may something that keeps coming up is like the amazing community spirit that has kind of been awakened in a way. Yes, 
how do we make sure that does that doesn't go away afterwards but i think it's very tricky uh, my dear you know why because it feels like when you talk about those things people are uncomfortable you i want you to be uncomfortable yes correct i've posted that to make you uncomfortable i'm not here to get followers i'm here to, to speak my truth if i'm angry I think anger is an amazing emotion that we try to repress all the time. If you're not angry, you're not going to do anything, you know, about this. You shouldn't feel blasé about this situation. Like, we are not coping because we starved the NHS for 10 years. So, yes, I want people to be angry. And if you unfollow me because I said that on my stories, then unfollow me, please. Please don't follow me. I don't want people like that following us. That's the thing as well for your business. If anyone out there wants to start their business, my advice to you is don't do it for the followers. Don't do it for you want an engaged following. You want people that follow your values. You want people that embrace your product. You don't want to be convincing people that are completely opposite of who you are and what you stand for. So some people freak out because they posted what, yeah, there is a lady I really respect. Her name is Laura Jackson. She's, um, she does amazing things. She, has ama she was a TV presenter. She, now she does um, food and you know how to host. I think she posts something on her story. And she said she was scared to post that when she posted that, you know, we starved the NHS, like the Tory starved the NHS and she was scared to say that in her story because she's like, I, am I supposed to talk about politics? Yes, if you're a citizen, you are meant to talk about politics and it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity, a stationary founder or, or the queen. You have to talk about things otherwise they won't change. Okay, rant over. Sorry, I lost. No, no, absolutely. Like I went through that like feeling like should I even talk about politics too? Like I was really feeling it i went through like a couple of months where like the whole like brexit thing and eu really got me down yes and i was you know i was like i have to say something yes because it's strong you have a stronger business if you stand in your truth if you stand and people don't have to agree with me yeah. at all. Uh, please don't i don't mind if people don't agree with me tell me what what you think i should be thinking instead then well, let's talk about it. Yes, and I don't know how you feel, but you know, you don't have a product business, but I'm, I will be so curious to hear what people are thinking about. If you have a product business, I can tell you that your product are like your babies. It's so mm. controversial when I say that, but I'm telling you, people that have a product yeah, business out there feel the same. So it's like yeah. giving your baby to someone that have values that are disgraceful, to, that you think they are disgraceful, using your babies. I don't want it. So, you know, it's almost like, yeah, please unfollow me and don't buy any of my products. But that doesn't mean that they can't have a different opinion to you. Okay. It just means that they have to, like, have an opinion and be... Thank you. Thank you for raising right? this point. Because a lot of my friends are like, Rashida, it doesn't mean that they have a different opinion. No, absolutely not. Of course not. We're in a free country. You can have different opinions. But there are some opinions that are racist, outrageous, oh. and those are not opinions that are, like, it's a crime to talk the way they talk. So those people, mm. no, please, bye, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, hopefully this, I just hope that this is going to mean that we are op more open when we embrace our communities more and all these things that you see now is happening 
the positives that are happening that they continue to happen. Yeah, look for example that amazing Captain Tom Moore. Have you seen him? He is walking. He's one hundred years old, and he's walking. Ah, oh, he melted my heart. I cried. Wait, I think for half million was it? it was now he reached. He reached six million. I cried for a good two what? hours. I cried for two hours. It, I completely missed that. You reached six million. Apparently, the website crashed because people wanted to donate so badly. So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing! So, you know, so I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you have amazing human being out there, and that's why the world still goes round. And that's yeah. amazing to see, also, you know. But I, mm. I just hope that when this is all over, we will remember the gratitude we have towards our key workers and make sure they get the money they deserve. Yeah. Because clapping, imagine, uh, Therese, you go to a fancy law firm, right, where I used to work, and you say, hi, honey, I'm very grateful for your services. Let me clap for you. Thank you. <laughs> but I can't pay you. Bye. Let's see. Let's see what the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> True. I mean, That's basically what we're doing. We clap and then yeah. we go home and do nothing. That's not how it works. No, no, we have to do something. They need to get you bonuses. To. They need to get more money. I'm not deluded. You can't, you know, it's going to be the biggest crisis in our lifetime. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, something crazy. But really, this crisis showed that we can do things that we didn't think possible. I mean, others, government didn't think possible. All of a sudden, they could find a space for homeless people very quickly. All of a sudden, they find very good ways to build a hospital in three weeks or a month. So, yeah. you know, you, like, <laughs> whereas there's hospitals that hasn't been built because of the lack of funding. Uh, you know why there is a lack of funding? Because we allow the Bessos and co to not pay their taxes. That's why we lack funding. They're too busy uh, catering for bankers and, and you know, and uh, this type of people, of course, there won't be money left for the rest. So this is why now you see, now you understand why I said the only reason I will come to your podcast if you let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I know myself. I have a big mouth. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that it's good to have a conversation. I think that it's important to have a conversation. If we don't have a conversation about stuff that are uncomfortable, nothing changes. Thank you. Exactly. How are we supposed to change things if we say that everything is okay, carry on like normal? It's nothing normal about this situation. That's why, you know, saying what you feel and what you believe in doesn't mean that you can't have compassion for others or that, you you know, like we we all... I think have opinions and maybe it needs to be less taboo to talk about it. And you know, like we have a lot of power in our hand. Actually, my friend, my British friend had a big point. Imagine even if all of us write a letter to our MP, even if they don't read the letter, she said, she had a very good point. She said, even if they don't read the letter, they will see the amount of letter they're receiving and they will have to discuss it. So you see what I'm saying is, don't go out of your way to go and demonstrate like French people do, like les gilets jaunes. It's a bit extreme, but you, you, especially now, especially now, <laughs> please do not gather in crowd, please. <laughs> and if you, like, you know, please, please. But one thing is, we have power. We do have power. The government yeah. is a reflection of us. So you know, my professor always used to say, but 
Rashida, do you realize that actually every government is a reflection of its people? We vote for them, we do things that allow them to do what they're doing. If we all stop one second and start complaining and start writing letters and start saying this is not okay, they have to listen. They're civil servant, they work for us. So this is what is important and what I've been doing when you ask me, I've been writing a lot of letters. <laughs> not very nice. <laughs> they, they need to be heard, so... Yeah, I think because they're saving lives for us. They literally, if one of our member, of fam like family member, friends get ill, a nurse will save their lives, a doctor will save their lives, the cleaner that cleaned the ward of coronavirus patient will save someone in our family's life. We owe them something that is not just clap. That's my opinion. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, still clap, but remember that. Why are you clapping? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm clapping and uh, I donated, we donated. And, you know, there was an argument saying, oh, you shouldn't say that you've donated. Uh, why not? Like I say I donated, hopefully it will encourage other people to donate. It's crazy this world where everything is judged, you know? It's like you, you need to, if you have the means, to at least give something back. Yeah, I think everyone could do something. It doesn't all have to cost money either. Exactly. A letter is free. A letter to your MP is free about nurses and cleaners and key workers pay. It's free. You, like the stamp, the stamp, right? You pay the stamp. Well, you can email. Oh, you can email. But I think it's more powerful to send a handwritten yeah, letter. Yeah, of course. So, of they, course you, so then you flood. There are people office. that can't is not getting any pay that's right true. now but i think we can all do something that's right so that's why when you ask me what i'm doing for the business i reconnected with my passion about you know politics demonstrating things like that because i before i as i was telling you i was a radio host in melbourne in the radical radio 3cr and every thursday i was live and we talked about these issues inequality housing you know poverty and it's it's fascinating how uncomfortable people get when you talk about those topics. Maybe you need to start a podcast. Oh, please. I think it's like people will kill me if I start podcast. Imagine all day hearing a French girl yelling in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they choose which show they listen to. Yes, it was very good, actually, because you think, oh, what are you doing just talking? It's actually very powerful. Words are very, very powerful. How many times you heard someone say something and made you do something about it? Oh, yeah. And uh, how many times have someone said something that upset you and it ruined your whole day? Oh, two days sometimes for me to digest. If someone tells yeah. me something horrible, you it really yeah. hurts you. Some are the worst sometimes. They could be much more painful than other things. So, yeah, it's important. So I think it links to the question you're asking me. It's like, what are you doing at the moment? For me, uh, me as a person and for my business, I couldn't see it as business as usual because I couldn't yeah. see a way to pivot. I couldn't. Yeah. And I just, you know, I feel, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt, you know, you should, the best salespeople, the best salespeople, contrary to what people think, are people that are honest and sell something they believe in. And I strongly believe that I would come across as horrible if I was selling because I couldn't believe in it in this moment. You know, that was not the time for me to do the selling. But I will still post about my product, but just, I want people to just take a break as well, you know, at least my followers. And I, don't worry, I told them, I will keep your notebooks on the side because we have stockists as well. So I made sure, you know, I received DMs that the people that send me a DM get 
their notebook when the time is right. Yeah, you just need to keep a note. Yes. Have you had any, um, from your stockists that you have, have you had any like demands about extended terms or anything like that? No, we were very lucky. We have uh, one stockist that um, asked us for a payment plan. We said yes. You know, Mm. um, we try to make it easy for people because it's really tough to have a business. That's something very dear to my heart that I want to say. A lot of people think you start a stationary business with no money. I see a lot of articles saying it's a great time to start a business. You don't need a lot of money or I just use this amount to start a business. It's not true, at least not for us. The stock costs one arm. The design costs one arm. Everything, you know, from A to Z, the packaging, the, the website, everything. So it's so expensive to start a business. Yeah, and especially a product business. Especially a product business. So if you want to start a business, you really need to think hard about your cash flow. And because cash flow is king, if you do not have a bit of savings, you're in big trouble. So, you know, it's, and, and you need to always think ahead. Like, for example, we didn't think of, oh, what if a pandemic happened? But no, no one could plan for you know, this. But you, you always need to make sure that you have a bit saved somewhere. Otherwise, if your business is over because you wouldn't even have the money to send the orders, to, pa- to pay more packaging. You know, it's be- very tricky. It's actually very expensive to have a business, especially a product business. So, you know, I don't want people to, yes, I don't want people to think, oh, yeah, just, uh, it's great. I, I'm a designer. I'm an illustrator. I can do that. Everything costs a lot of money. So, you know, be prepared. But it's also very rewarding oh, to have you. Please, business. I wouldn't go back even if you paid me one million. Never. It's something that you can't even describe when someone is holding your product and using it and liking it. It's the highs are very high. The lows are very low, but really still the most rewarding thing I've done. Yeah, me too. I, I, I Definitely. Yes. Me too. But also I want to add, you need to know yourself a little bit because not everyone is an entrepreneur. You need to be comfortable with uncertainty. You need to be comfortable with drawbacks. You need to be comfortable with rejection. Do you know many people told us no when we started? I would go around shops with my notebook, literally myself with the notebook saying, hi, my name is Rashida. I have this notebook. And people, one, I will never forget. I won't say her name, but one day I will maybe. I went to <laughs> Hampstead. Around Hampstead, there is a tiny store, very cute, beautiful. It's a lifestyle. They sell beautiful vases, stationery and stuff like that. And I went and she was like, uh, excuse me, why are you coming here? It's the busiest day of the week. Busiest day, Tuesday, please. You know, I worked in hospitality and I worked in stores. So I knew not to go Saturday, but I went on Tuesday. She was horrific t- uh, to us. And then we bumped into her in top drawer and she didn't recognize yeah. me. And she opened the notebook. She's like, oh, this is beautiful. I turned my head. I'm, I'm, I'm petty like that. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Like, so, you know, what I'm saying is like, it's very, very, you need to be ready for rejection and horrible people. Luckily, there's not that many that out of all other people that you approach, if only one, per, well, oh, no. so mean, many people one were, too many, but so many people, lots of people are lovely too. Some <laughs> like uh, Therese is trying to, <laughs> to say, please, Rashida, say people are nice. No, of course. No, 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 ter- no you don't no, have no, to I'm say joking, that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. You know, people, most, the vast majority are very nice. What I'm saying is when you want to start a business, it's essential that you know that you can cope with rejection, with uncertainty, 
and with ups and downs because lots of people go into businesses and lose a lot of money because it takes a lot of money and time and then to discover that actually they have an extremely thin skin and can't cope. So I want to make sure people really know a bit about themselves because being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. And I think if you, if you, after all these questions, you still say yes, then go for it is the best thing you can do is super rewarding. But if you go in to get money, forget it. If you go in because you like the flexibility, forget it. What flexibility? I work more than I've ever worked in my life. I work, yeah. I work 20 hours sometimes, 12 hours. On people that do trade show, they will agree with me. You're on your knees for a week after because it's so hard. It's so tiring. So it's people sometimes I talk with lots of students because we have a lot of students following us and like, oh, I would love to start a business. I'm not here to lie to them. Maybe it's the lawyer in me that talks very factually. I'm not here to tell you, yes, it's rosy. No. Are you good at keep uh, you know at keeping your finances in order are you resilient uh, are you comfortable with uncertainty are you comfortable with ups and downs are you comfortable with rejection are you comfortable to not make any money for the first three four years if the answers are yes then go for it is amazing but if one of those answers are no then reconsider mm, yeah i killed the mood sorry people <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's amazing what, what, like, you know, the business owners I have spoken to during so far, how resilient the small create, like, you know, like the small business community is. But that's because we are in it for, I guess, for our passion for it rather than for the money of it. That's very good, actually. I forgot about that. You really need to be passionate. Let me tell you why. Because if you're not passionate, if you're not obsessed with what you're selling or what you're doing, sorry, I have a hiccup, um, (laughs) then at any hurdle, you will will give up if you're a normal human being. So I would never be... I would have never been able to continue if I was not obsessed with stationery. It's too hard sometimes. And sometimes mm. you're like, I miss going on holiday. I miss going on a two weeks vacation paid for, you know, like paid holiday. I miss having a pension. I miss having a healthcare paid for me, you know? So it is really hard. So you need to be completely obsessed with what you're doing. If you want to have a chance to succeed and also enjoy it like you're not going to enjoy it unless you are yes yes absolutely you should see my face when i get bored really quickly (laughs) you get bored so quickly if you don't really really want yes and that's why it's very important to keep focusing on yourself because a lot of people give advice about oh you need to check your competitors i really don't do that often to be quite honest with you in fact i don't know many brands that are in our in our game because um, I am scared to lose clarity of thought. When you keep looking around, you, I don't want to end up doing what someone else is doing. It might happen, you know, because originality is overrated. No one is original. No one comes up with an original idea. It's only the execution that is different. But what I'm saying is, if you keep spending your time checking what Jenny is doing, what John is doing, what Paul is doing, then your brand is a John, Jenny, Paul, is not Rashida. You know what I mean? So it's very important that you focus on yourself. Check sometimes, of course, the competitor in terms of pricing to see if you're not destroying the market by being too cheap or being too expensive. But most importantly, 
focus and ask yourself what do you want for your brand for your customer what's important to you like when i did the notebook for those students people thought i was mad people say who's going to buy that people use their computer and then that's one of our best seller because students really connect with it because it's exactly what i used as a student this mm. is exactly what I've used with loose paper. And when I was sitting during my first year at law school, I was like, would that not be amazing to have a notebook like that? And I kept that idea for all these years. And when I did it, people connected with it because that product is extremely me. So I think and that's important. It's essential. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you going to do when you when things open up again? What is what is going to be what you do then so we're going to fulfill our orders because we did reimburse some of our customer who actually paid for a daily review so we're going to fulfill the orders we are going to launch a new newsletter we're working on that because every yeah. week i send a newsletter i've been very consistent as well consistency is key uh, every week on wednesday we send a newsletter but i want to revamp it to make it more exciting so that's what we're going to be launching and we have new products coming up so that's exciting but let's see you know what the world will offer or you know it's all in the air you cannot tell really and in the meantime then what how can people connect with you and and you know normally i kind of ask like how can people connect with you and buy from you but uh, of course so they please connect really by now so how can they support you so and connect with you connect now? with me on instagram i you know send me any dm email if you have questions so at rama publishing i'm always on instagram i try to limit my time there but i really <laughs> like um we all do yeah it's <laughs> it's it's actually i'm very impressed by how nice people are like instagram is a very good platform i must say much more than twitter twitter is you know, you go on Twitter if you want to have a big rant and you have people <laughs> like you trolling you. That's fun. But uh, in, on Instagram, I check recipes. I'm, you know, I'm very conscious who I'm following or who I'm checking out. I like to see recipes on there, you know, cooking things, like a way to organize your house. I love the cleaning girls, you know, account. So mm. I check that and I, I, you know, my customer texts me, DM me. For example, we ask a question. We want to rename our newsletter. So I ask um, our wonderful community if they can help me with the name. So I'm very engaged on Instagram. So if people want to connect with me, come on Instagram and, uh, and we can have a chat. That sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on here. Oh, what, what is your Instagram, at, by the at way? At Rama Publishing, R-A-M-A Publishing, Rama Publishing. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking so much time to chatting with for chatting with me and uh, yeah thank you so much thank you so much Teres for thinking of me you're great i love what you do i first met you remember uh, at pr dispatch oh, yes, the workshop. event yes. the workshop and i was like wow this girl is so good and remember i, I think i gave you oh, a pen holder i'm so nervous i don't like in my comfort zone to do that but it was good it was so good. I loved it. I would never. You see, this is this is the proof that you can never tell when someone is nervous. So if you have a public presentation to do, remember, the audience will not notice unless you <laughs> faint. But uh, but really, it, I couldn't tell. I loved you instantly. I think I gave you a pen holder. Did I give you a pen holder? I can't remember. How dare um, me if I didn't. Yeah. Are you also giving me a journal and um, the pen? Pencil clips. Wow. So I must really like to you. No, paper clips. Sorry, so I must but... have really liked you, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so oh. much. Thank anyway. you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Rashida, for coming on the podcast. And thank you so much to all of you who are listening. I'm recording quite a few new episodes over the next week or so, so I will be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, it would be great if you can help my business by sharing where you're tuning in, sharing this with your business friends, and also rate and review over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Of course, if you need any help with your wholesale you can always get in touch and we can arrange something i also do have a facebook group called let's talk wholesale where i give out a lot of advice and it's a lovely community of people that are also wholesaling so do come and join us and i hope to see you back here on the podcast in the next few days or so i hope to see you back on the podcast in a few days or so. Until then, have a great time. Thank you for listening.